listening to 90% Mental, Conversations with Grant Parr, Episode 101. Mental performance coach Grant Parr sits down with Max Griffin, professional MMA fighter, to talk about what fuels his passion to fight. This interview highlights the journey of a fighter who will never quit and is willing to do anything to be the greatest. It is his unbreakable mindset and preparation that ignites his warrior spirit. interested in a full body resistance training system to achieve your athletic and fitness goals, the mass suit from Juke Performance is your answer. The mass suit is a full body resistance training suit that you wear during your exercising or sport specific training to enhance your speed, strength, power, agility, and endurance. You are fully mobile and it's great for plyometric and high intensity training. It engages all muscle groups simultaneously and increases to a 50% caloric burn. Check out the mass suit at jukeperformance.com and other fitness-related products and make sure to use the promo code GRANTPAR, one word, G-R-A-N-T-P-A-R-R, for your 10% discount. Hey, Max, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing great, man. I'm I'm really excited and been waiting uh, for the last few weeks to get you on my show to just to talk about your mindset as a fighter, as a UFC fighter, and I can't wait just uh, not only for myself to learn how you prepare for fights and and just kind of your mentality overall, but I'm, I'm, I know my listeners are gonna learn a lot of cool stuff from uh, from your background and how you get prepared for your fights. Awesome. Right on. Cool. Well, let's let's get into my one of my favorite topics, um, mental toughness, and it's I know that it's one of the basis and probably the fabric of a fighter. You have to be mentally tough. So, when you think about being mentally tough, what does mentally tough mean to you? Mentally tough to me, man. First off, I believe everything's mental. I mean, ninety nine point nine 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 percent mental. <laughs> um, so, I mean, this this industry's tough. Um, I tell people I fight; they think I'm crazy. You know, maybe I am. Mm. But um, the toughness is something that you know you can't you can't fabricate, you can't make up. For me, it's kind of uh, kind of in you. It's kind of in you or not. You know, and through this game, I've definitely got a lot tougher. I mean, I've always been tough, but I've been through so much now. I don't know if my mind's callous or or what you want to call it, but it definitely, you know, like I was on Ultimate Fighter and I lost. And I've had some tough situations that, you know, most people throw throw in the towel and not come back from, and I use that to build on, make me better, and here we are. Now I know you you brought up Ultimate Fighter, but when you kind of look back at your career, can you can you share a specific time where you had to be mentally tough? I would say the uh, the Ultimate Fighter thing that kind of stands out to me. Um, I started out amateur. I mean, obviously, you start amateur. Had a bunch of fights. Turned pro. Um, I was three and zero. 
then I got this message. Um, the Ultimate Fighter called me. I thought it was like a prank phone call. Like, hey, it's his, uh, Gary DeFranco from Ultimate Fighter. You know, and like like a, like a year before that, I tried out, and but we didn't hear anything. I guess we heard that 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 they weren't going to use our weight class or whatever. So I made it through that, but then they say we're not going to use our weight class. So I got this call; it's kind of a surprise. So I'm at work, ran outside, whoa, screaming, oh my god, open fire, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, this is my dream to be in the UFC. The ultimate fight is perfect. So, I mean, they contacted me. I actually had a fight, like, two weeks. I had a fight the week before I left for ultimate fighter. So, I had to decide if I was going to take this fight or, you know, not take the fight, right? Because what if I get hurt? What if I mess something up and I'm out of this opportunity? Um, so I decided to take the fight. I lost the fight. Um, people thought I won the fight. It was a split. But I wasn't thinking, right? I was I was solely thinking about the ultimate fighter when I fought that fight. Don't get hurt. Don't break this. Don't do that. And I figured, hey, if I get hurt, it wasn't meant to be. You know, if something happens, it wasn't meant to be. So... I took that chance, came out clean of the fight, but so I went out there, I had to tell all my friends, I went to Brazil, because you can't tell anyone that you're going to Vegas for the show, it's like in all the licensing and all the paperwork, so I had to say I'm going to Brazil, I kind of thought, you know, kind of made it, right, um, they came and did a commercial on me, this and that. They did four commercials out of the 32 fighters, so they really thought I was a prospect, and, you know, it had me in there pretty good. I fought Matt Secor in, you know, in the round. He's a Hensel Bracey brown belt, badass jiu-jitsu guy. But I whooped in the first two rounds, got out of a crazy submission. Mm-hmm. And uh, it went to a third round. And in that third round, I ended up getting triangle choked the last, like, 10 seconds of the fight. And in that moment, before that moment, remember Dana was talking to us in the back, like, don't go back on the effing bus because you lost. Give it all you got. Finish the fight. Blah, blah, blah. It was a little speech. So in that moment, I was punching the guy. Like, finish this fight. Finish this fight. Finish this fight. I was so stuck on finishing the fight, I didn't even see the triangle. Slapped it on me. A few seconds left. Tapped out. Man, I felt... That feeling to like sit on that mat, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's like a loser, man. Like, I'm going back on that bus. <laughs> just like Dana said, man. <laughs> it's that opportunity is just gone, you know? It was like, wow, I lost it. I lost the fight. So then I had to call my family. I've only gone for like four days. Supposed to be gone for three months, you know? I kind of I felt like shit, man. I felt like I felt like a loser. Just felt like I let everybody down, let myself down. And uh, I was sad, man. I was like hiding out, man, for like a couple weeks, you know. Oh, what happened? Oh, blah, blah. I couldn't talk about it, right? And as as I'm like the commercials are coming on FX, and I'm seeing all this shit on TV, or just like opening up that wound, man. Like, man, I'm seeing all this stuff. Oh, Max, I thought you ultimate fighter. Oh, my boss. Like, shit. But, I'll tell you what. 
after that fight, it just, you know, I, I, I looked at it in a different light. You know, it gave me motivation. Mm. It gave me motivation to get back, to feel that UFC mat under my feet. I remember the feeling of it, how it felt, how the ring smelled, like all of it. Like, I wanted that experience back. And, and I went on a rampage. I mean, I really, after that, I went on a rampage. I won like five or six straight, finished the guys, good fight. I was on a mission, man. Well, it's awesome how you used it as, as motivation. And a lot of times when athletes deal with uh, failures, uh, it's very hard for them to, to bounce back. And, and I love how you, how you bounce back with it. Now, I, I have a question because earlier when you were talking about going into the fight, you had some of this talk going on about not wanting to, you know, making sure that you don't get hurt. Um, how has that changed now that you've been a professional because do, do you still have that that mindset of trying not to get hurt, or is it it's all about hurting them? <laughs> it's all about hurting them, man. Yeah. It's all about, you know, hurting them more than they hurt you. You know, try to come out clean as you can. Um, but take the guy out. You know, it's war in there. I mean, it is a sport, but... I mean, it's technically a sport, but it's a battle. It's He's studying, you're studying, you guys are... <sighs> working to beat the crap out of each other, um, you know, without with the least taking the amount of damage. But uh, it's far different now, man. It's I earned my way in the hard way, the hard road, and um, I'm here to stay. Right. You know, I like that. Well, how would how would you describe your mindset, and especially how would you describe it when you first started up until now? Oh man. I, you know, you know, I remember when I first started fighting, I'd uh, go hit the bag. Because, look, when, when you fight, it's you, right? It's an expression of you. So maybe when I first started, I didn't really know myself too well, if that makes sense. Yeah. You kind of, I'd act tougher and get all worked up before the fight and be thinking about the fight all day and I'm a badass and this and that, you know. But as as you as you improve and you learn and you're uh, a master of the game, you know, a student of the game, it kind of changes things, you know. I mean, you can prepare as much as you can, right? But um, you can Nothing's a guarantee. You know, shit happens. You know, it's my life now. I mean, it's always been my life. But now I do this full time. You know, I don't look at it like Monday through Friday. You know, to me, it's just another day to be great. Right. And, you know, I've changed tremendously in a good way. You know, I'm, I used to be a lot more hot headed, more sharp, more rude. You know, really, I. I remember when looking back when I used to fight, I was so damn serious, man. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't go to birthdays. I wouldn't do anything fun. No, I got trained. No, I got trained. No, I'm not, you know, missing this, missing that, missing holidays. I'm a lot different now, man. I guess maybe if I didn't have that mindset, then I wouldn't be where I'm at now. But now, man, hey, you got to live your life. You know, I didn't have any fun 
for like the first eight nine years of my career it was it was so business business oriented goal oriented but you can't always be like that you you have to balance you know they say uh the road trip it's like you're taking a road trip and not looking out the window hmm. you know it's not you know it's not just always the destination it's the journey right and that's what i'm embracing or that's what i'm really uh, I love it. That's cool. Now, it's awesome that you've 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 found the fun in in it and how to like live your life with it and around fighting. Um, and I, I'm later in the show. I'm going to talk a little bit more about like warrior mindset and what that means to you. And you know, do you get into that type of warrior mindset? But but before I get into that when you're now that you're fighting you have a different perspective and your mindset has evolved is there a part of you when you fight do you let go of who you are because you talked about earlier like you didn't know who you were when you first started so now that you have a better you know understanding of self do you let go of, of max griffin and then turn into this fighter and then go back into max griffin or is there any transformation at all yeah, I got to hit my switch, man. Yeah. I hit my switch, and then it's, you know, death to my opponent, man. Um, completely different. Not completely different, because I train with intensity and intent. But when I'm in there, I mean, I got nerve. You know, usually you have nerves all day. You know, you're thinking about it all day. It's pretty stressful, man. It could be. You know, thinking about you have some on pay-per-view you know later in the day millions watching you know gotta win you know this is your job it's your livelihood there's a lot of pressure yeah and now you know like i said in the, when i first started i'd be hyped up all day and, uh, 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 you know now i listen to reggae all day relax nap don't even think about the fight you're just wasting energy you're just wasting you know when you're thinking about something i mean you know i walk through it mentally that's a difference that's a different piece you know walking through it in your mind meditations and going to bad scenarios good scenarios so you have to do that but just in general in these fight days now i'm so confident in my training I've been training since I was four years old, so 30 years wow. I've been training. So for me, I believe in myself. There's nothing more you can do in that day. You right. know? You're training. You're training. <laughs> you're training. The time, if you're still trying to learn moves that same day, <laughs> right? you know, you're, you're yeah. doing the wrong thing. Totally. You're not going to win. Totally. <laughs> so, yeah, man. Now I just kill and kill. Yeah, man. You got to trust, you know, honor and trust your process, all that training, all those 30 years. And, you know, it's funny, and now it's a different sport, but not too long ago, three or four weeks ago, I had uh, a former NFL quarterback on my show. His name is Jake Plummer. I don't know if you're familiar with him at all. Yeah. But he was sharing with me, and it was great, because I remember you and I had a, a prior conversation about – you know, energy management and, you know, taking care of your energy before, 
before you fight and how a lot of fighters out there actually they lose a lot of energy because they get so pumped up and they and they start losing their energy before they yeah. fight you right so he was sharing with me in college when he was at asu how he would just get so pumped up and the coaches were like they were a little bit alarmed because they're like dude like you need to save your energy he's like no man like this is i'm i'm pumped this is how i get ready and he's listening to heavy metal music and he's just like you know he had his routine down yeah. and then as he got older he started to kind of like shift a little bit but it wasn't until he actually in the off season he was playing handball now he might have played handball for the national team or tried out for it but one of the the olympic coaches was like hey i'm watching you like before you even compete and you're doing a lot of like running around jumping around and you're losing a lot of energy you need to keep that energy and it wasn't until then he realized he needed to do something different and so and it's so funny you're talking about bob marley that's what he did he switched from listening to all this heavy music to reggae music and he started yeah. he started to meditate and started doing all that stuff and he, and he he started going dude my my performances were way better because i had more energy to work with mm. So, that's powerful. Yeah, that's powerful, man. Yeah. Well, you you bring up the switch. I, I love it, man. Like, what is it? Like, what is it that switches you on? <laughs> it's funny. I learned. Uh, and it's funny. You're like, are you mad? I can't fight if I'm not mad. And, you know, sometimes I'm mad at the guy, but most of the time I'm not. So you have there has there has to be a switch, and that's why I always run around being a jackass, you know, I can't do that. Right. So, um, I learned this technique shit probably about when I first started, probably about twelve years ago at my dojo. Baron Nobles, that's where I go, that's my own home school. And um, this guy I believe in chi and all that energy and all that, obviously. But he showed me this technique where um, you kind of do like a dragon breath, but like you breathe with your stomach out, take a deep breath, and breathe out your mouth, mm. and it fires you up. You do three, three breaths, but on each side of you, so you're standing up, and you have a guy on your right and a guy on your left. They're on their knees, and they're holding each each arm, each wrist, and each breath, take a big breath, Lay out the air, and they pull you down a little bit more. Like a third of the way to the floor. Do it again, big breath. Charge up again, they pull you down again. And the third one, they pull you down so you touch. I don't know, he taught me it, but the shit works. Wow. And after I do that, dude, I'm like underwater. I feel like I'm underwater. That's how I feel. Like, mm. when I move, it's like thick. If that makes sense, like like I'm in the pool is how how the outside energy feels. Wow! And uh, my eyes closed, <laughs> like I'm squinting. I'm just in death mode, like <laughs> during the time. Wow! And that's it. Once I do that, like a few minutes before the fight, and then it's a wrap. And that's my switch. I did my switch for ten years, and it worked for me. Wow! The dragon breath. Now, are you literally, you have a, do you have one person, are you like one person's hanging on, holding one arm and, and the other person's on the other side holding it and you're leaning forward? Is that, is that how it's working? So, so I'm standing like straight up 
kind of like a squatting to like an almost like a pretty pretty straight up, almost like a little horse stance, standing up, and they're holding each arm like down, like pulling my wrist on their knees. So like they're on the sides of me. It's like like I'm in chains or something. It's kind of up. Got it. Like they're releasing the monster, you know. <laughs> it's crazy. I have a picture my coach has going into the ring right after that. Wow. It's back it's, and there's like a light. It's like an energy thing. It's weird. It's like a weird exposure. But there's like a beam of like light like coming out of me, like straight out from where I'm at. Mm. Like straight up in the picture. It's crazy. It's nutty. It's nutty. It's like, wow, okay. Wow. Channeling the energy, man. Yeah, you got to use it. It's there. It's everywhere. But you have to use it. Wow. That's awesome. Back. That's cool. Now, I know this is going to be a, uh, a very basic question. You probably have heard this question a lot. But I, I can only imagine everyone has a different uh, why uh, to why they fight or the reason why they fight. But what is it about fighting that you love the most? What I love the most? So... I started fighting when I was four, and I mean not fist fighting, but martial arts. Started when I was four, and I mean it was my life. Six days a week, my dad took me. I mean for till I was thirteen, so nine years, eight years, or whatever straight. And um, I was actually supposed to go to like the Olympics, but. Olympics every four years, so I was coming up on high school, I was 13, I would have to wait till I was 17, and I was about done anyway, you know, like, so I just, so I got back into it about 10 years later, eight years later, but honestly, I feel like I'm too good at it, like, I mean, I'm, I have success in whatever I do, if I, whatever job I have, or cause I give it my all. You know what I mean? Right. I, it, it, it's um, effort. <laughs> a lot of life is effort, man. And people, I feel like people just half-ass most things. You know, your your effort is your stamp. Your effort is, you know, who you are. And I, uh, I love it. I love it. You know, even if I was working, I mean, it took me a long time to get to where I'm at now, but I had a full-time job for the last, I mean, my whole life I've worked since I was 16, 15. And during, you know, once I turned a little bit older, I started training. So I trained in the morning, trained at night, trained on my lunch breaks. I love it. I love it. It, I don't know how to explain it. I love it. I love it. (laughs) I love it. So I wanted to... I knew I wanted to make it my career. You know, I wanted to do it for a living. I love it that much. And I did. So now, I mean, it's harder to stay here. But I wouldn't want it any other way. I love it. I I close my eyes when I say I love it. I love it. (laughs) That's how much I love it. I love it that you love it. I love it, man. Right on. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's cool. Well, let's talk about some of your, your the styles and forms of fighting. Uh, and obviously, there's a few things you've specialized over the years. I know you're a black belt in Bakfu, and you uh, 
some of the styles, jiu-jitsu, kickboxing, Muay Thai, and Sancho. Out of all those different styles or forms, what is your strength or what do you like to be in the most? I've evolved, which, I mean, you're supposed to, right? Right, right. It's the same, then, you know, you need to do something else. And, I mean, I started in boxing when I was young, which is a combination of kung fu, karate, taekwondo, kickboxing, judo, jiu-jitsu. So it's kind of like a MMA of classic martial arts, I guess you say. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's that kind of got my feet wet. Not even my feet wet, but my foundation on training and just just, just, just being able to focus, like seriously focus. And, I mean, help me with, with school and life, just being disciplined. You know, you have to be disciplined. I don't want to get up in the morning, but I do. I don't want to jump in the pool and drown, but I do. Mm. It's, 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 it's kind of something you do. So I started with that. Um, didn't wrestle much. I went back um, when I was 21 to fight. My first eight fights were all knockouts, you know. Wow. All knockouts. I'm a striker, okay, right? But then I started getting wrestled. They didn't want to strike with me, right? So they're like, um, you know, we're going to try to take you down. So um, I lost one of my amateur titles. It was a decision. But the dude just helped me. I whooped his ass. But he just helped me. He's a high school wrestler, um, college. But he just held me down. He literally pinned me and held my hands down. It was bullshit. But I learned, hey, I need to wrestle, right? <laughs> I need to learn how to wrestle. I can't be in those positions where you just don't know what to do. So, yeah, I started wrestling. I did a lot more jiu-jitsu. studying Jamie Hara for my jiu-jitsu. Um, Alex Grender really got me going, Iowa, Hawkeye, and wrestling. And I just embraced it, man. You know, usually when someone's a striker, oh, I don't I don't want to wrestle. I don't want to do this. But now, I mean, if you look at you, I'm in the game now where you have to do everything, right? You have to. You have to. I mean, there's, 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 there's so many different ways to victory now. And I'm really appreciating the grappling. If you look at my last few fights, my first few fights, no takedowns. My last three fights, shit, I had like nine takes. I had like five takedowns and then nine takedowns and then four takedowns. And it's like 100% takedowns. Like you're not stuffing my shots, you know? And I'm, it's, I think it's really opening up my striking. So I've been training in Vegas a lot. Uh, just training with these really good grapplers. Mm. And I'm good. I'm holding my own. I'm grappling these guys that are the best grapplers in the world. And I'm fine. I'm I'm good. You know? So that's opened a lot of my confidence. And in my last fight, I started wrestling in the third round. I threw the guy around. Like nothing. And we're the same weight. Wow. Right? We're the same way. That's after I got, I got kicked in the head. almost knocked out. Came back and threw him around like a little baby. So if they're my same weight, 
I mean, I'm really embracing the grappling and the grappling. It's MMA grappling too. It's not just jujitsu. It's not wrestling. It's it's grappling for ground and pound. You know, anti-jujitsu wrestling, and um, I love it. Like I said, when you love stuff, that's when you do your best. You know, when you you have a chef that loves to cook, the food's good. You got a, <laughs> a person that cooks and doesn't like cooking, it's gonna taste like shit. <laughs> And you love your food, right? <laughs> I love. Yep, I love my food exactly. Uh, I love it. I love it. Well, what do you what do you think about other like uh, other fighters fear the most about you when they fight you? Oh, you know, I'll die in there. You know, I think that's that's the thing. I'm not a punk. I won't roll over. I feel like a lot of guys, when they fight, they look for a way out. Mm. Uh, a lot of the TKOs I see, they're not stone-cold knockouts, right? It's a guy covering up, and the ref comes to station. I've been hurt bad. I got a fight of the night in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Being, like, on the brink of death, <laughs> like, I got hit so hard, man. Uh, I don't remember. But do you ever but, get, do you ever get scared? Yeah. Like, does that ever like? Do you ever like think about man? I I I could die, or I could die today, or I could have just died. I mean, those. I mean, I could die right now on the car. Yeah, so, yeah. You might as well shit do what you love doing. Me die. <laughs> not that. Not that I plan on dying, but they say too, it's a good day to die. You know, that's a a good thing on fight day. You know. I mean, I've been in those fights where five of nights all day, you know, it's like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to roll over. I literally think 80% of, like 85% of TKOs are motherfuckers, are people just giving up. They just mm. give up. I, like I said, because I've been there. I've been where I don't even know what's going on, and I'm still throwing punches. And I'm still defending, and I'm throwing punches. I'm still in the fight. I just... I've been in numerous fights like that wow. where I don't even remember, but I'm um, someone spinning back fist and fighting. So if someone fights me, they know they got to fight the whole time. Mm. And it's dangerous. It's dangerous. I got knockout parts, submissions. I'm mean. So probably just knowing that I'm not going to roll over. And most guys do. Well, the next time you watch the fight, just watch. Watch these TKOs. The guy just 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 give up. That's not me. Well, speaking of TKO, what does it feel or describe the feeling when you knock somebody out? <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's great. It's great. You know, they look at you, you look at them. I mean, even better the body shot though. Really? You know? Oh yeah. A body shot that takes him out, because at least when you get not when you got knocked out, you don't remember anything. You didn't remember, but when you get hit in the body, like a liver shot, and you just lay down and coil up, you know, right? Uh, that's the <laughs> that's the feeling. That right there is the feeling. <laughs> it's a conscious thing, right? <laughs> so, I love that. Well, how do you overcome being knocked out? Is that 
Is it just like, is it easier now that you've gone through the years of fighting because it's just, it, it's part of it? Um, or does it? I ever, haven't been knocked. Never? Never. Wow. Not in training, not anywhere. Um, I have a TKO loss from Colby Covington, but I was not knocked out. I was just pinned. I couldn't defend myself. Got it. Get my arm pinned behind me in a good position, and I just couldn't defend. So I've never been, like, knocked out. Wow. Ever. I've been hit hard, but I've never been knocked out. Wow. What do you think, uh, I mean, and again, this is going to be a very straightforward, broad question here, but, like, when it comes to be a good fighter, uh, like, what does it take to be a good fighter? I'm sure there's, a, there's multiple things, but, like, what's the thing you think makes a good fighter? I think you want, you got, you're going to want it. I mean, I've, I've been really wanted. I've been, I've been at my gym for 13 years and just even in the industry, right? I started fighting around local and worked my way up. There's so many people that I've seen come and go more, more than have stayed, right? I see these waves of guys. Oh, these guys are popular. Oh, this is He's the next best thing. He's this and that. He's best and that. But 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 they don't. Majority is not consistent. You know, they come and go. They 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 don't say they were where where they're gonna be. Oh, I'll be there. They don't show up. Most you'd be surprised that a lot of guys are like that. Wow. And um, they're just not consistent. So. You know, and you have to do it for the right reason. I know some guys want to do it to get all the babes or whatever. Like, it's not going to last long. You know, those guys are artificial, right? When when they go and get tough, they're gonna they're gonna get a TKO and throw in the towel because they're not about it for them, right? They're about it for something else. Mm. So, for me, you gotta. I tell these guys, even guys that want to start fighting, I'm not trying to like kill their dreams but i'm like hey it's not a, it's not a game you know and you gotta really really want to do it it's not worth getting hurt it's not worth missing all this time it's not worth um you know it's not worth it you know it, it's funny the i got signed august 2017 2017 yeah shit Damn, bless, man. So, but the day before um, I got signed, I was going to hang it up. You know, I ran through California. I had all the belts, West Coast Fighting Championship, Tachi Palace Fighting Championship. Um, I said West Coast. I had a gang of titles, nine titles. And what more can you do, right? It's like, I fought these UFC vets, and and I'm not in it to be, like, a local celebrity, like, a local local guy. I'm not in it for that. And, and if I wasn't going to get signed, I wouldn't be fighting. Mm. You know, if I didn't get signed, I was going to hang it up. I felt comfortable with what I'd done. Um, but it's funny. I was telling my brother, this, this story's crazy. Also, that, that day I got, I told my lady, hey, I'm going to give this up, you know. If, if I don't get signs, you know, 
I'm hanging it up. That same day, I was talking to my brother. Same thing. Driving up, talking about how, um, you know, if I'm not in it to win it, I'm wasting my time. I did this to take over the world. Not, 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 not California. So the day I got signed, I'm at the gym. I hurt my arm. I get taken down. My elbow pops through my skin. Like, it's like impaled, but in reverse. Like, my elbow hit so hard that my bone came out. So, it's hard to explain. (laughs) But no, you're explaining. Yeah. (laughs) But if you bend your elbow like flexing, like, like, like that, like that skin peeled back and the elbow poked out. So, my coach is like, oh, you're good, you're good. I look. No, not good. I saw white meat and... You know, blood wow. a, a little blood spurt squirted out. I was like, "Oh man, shit." Okay, I'm gonna take a break. Grab my phone, and I had a text from Joe Silva, who was the UFC matchmaker at that time. He said, "Hey man, who's your manager? Call me ASAP." I was like, "Oh my god, no way!" It's Joe Silva. Right? The same day, I was gonna quit. Right? Um, I tell him. He calls my manager. My manager calls me. We're in, mother effer. We're in, we're in, mother effer. We're in, we're in. You know, pump. Like, life-changing moment, right? Right. And, and it was, it was after I let it all go. You know? It was after I said, you know what? It's, you know, I'm done. You know? I was so hell-bent to get signed that once I just kind of let it go and let let everything kind of go how it's supposed to go, it came, you know? Right. It's uh, interesting. It's it's weird how the the universe works, man. It's also when you when you when you get when you let go of attachment, you just just let go, man. It just it's crazy how things show up, but. I, I do want to go back to, to your elbow. I mean, you just got signed. I mean, how long did it take you to actually heal your elbow before you can fight again? Well, they didn't know about my elbow. <laughs> um, oh, wow. I wasn't going to tell them. I got it. Uh, I went that, that. I didn't go that night. I should have went that night to get a stitch. But I went that next day. To like, oh, we'll do the best we can. Um, it's it's not too bad, but it stitched up, right? It healed, like the outside skin healed, but the inside, like fascia, like didn't heal. Now that I feel it, it's like a donut kind of around my my elbow. Is kind of how it feels. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like it ripped a few layers, and I think only the top layer got stitched. <laughs> so. It's what it is. If you get hit with this elbow, man, it's going to hurt you. <laughs> well, I, there's a couple more questions here before we sign off, but I, I remember when you and I first talked, and it was, I think, uh, it was a few months ago, but you just got out of a fight not too long ago, and you were sharing with me how your shin was, like, uh, you know, oh, spongy. Dude. Like, And I'm sitting there, I'm listening to you going sharing all your ailments and all your, like all your bruises and stuff and I'm like how do you how do you deal with that how do you deal with that pain is it 
do you have to really talk to your body, like tell, like just kind of fight through it from a, like a self-talk perspective or have you just been doing this long enough that you just know how to have a relationship with pain? I do have a relationship with pain, but I really, I'm really in tune with my body. And I think that's what kind of being a professional has helped me with. Mm. Before I hurt my hand or whatever, and my coach would be like, we're sparring. And I'd be like, whatever, I'll do it, you know. Now I'm selfish. If my shit hurts, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. If if, if, if there's pain, there's a problem, mm. right? If, 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 like right now, my knee hurts because I've been running six miles in the morning on Tuesday, Thursday mornings. And I just started doing that again because my leg was hurting. My, my, I have a bone bruise on my leg, almost had a fracture from that kick. I say had a bone bruise. I got x-rayed on that leg. Half of the bone was black on the bottom. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So that's a serious <laughs> bone bruise, right? Man. So, yeah. So what they say, they say, hey, don't kick, don't, you know, don't kick anyone for a few weeks. Don't jump and run. So I listen. No, I listen. I don't know if it's kind of getting older, but you, you want more wisdom. You got to listen to this stuff. Um, like I said, my knee hurts right now. That's from running. Like I said, I ran, I've been running six miles. So my knee was hurting. So I was like, uh, I won't wrestle these next couple of days. I'll start it on my knees. You know what I mean? You have to. It was a small little pain. You have to listen, though. Because those small things to turn into big things and so on and so forth. And then you're out. Mm. Then you have a torn knee and you're out for eight months. When you could have just took it easy for a few days. You know? You have to trade, you know, risk versus reward. They wanted me to grapple last night. I'm like, hey, like, you know, why am I going to get hurt in jiu-jitsu practice? You know, I have, <laughs> I got money to make, man. I got <laughs> Kids to feed. Kids to feed. So, yeah, it's uh, you you got to make better or different decisions. Uh, I call them reading the D, right? You have to read the defense sometimes, and and if you have to pull back or if you have to say nope, then you're making the best decision for you and your body. So I think that's that's awesome. And that's what needs to happen. I used to be like not so selfish, man. I used to not be so selfish. And once I became selfish, um, it really helped me, you know, did different trainings I do, different recovery therapies I do. I mean, I've tried them all, but now I find the stuff that I like. Uh, for instance, like my knee was hurting, right? Um, I went to my place called Symmetry today. Um, I haven't been in a month since the fight and my numbers are terrible terrible my body's out of whack so what symmetry is it, it starts on the premise that when you're like a kid eight years old you have perfect posture like facing straight as straight as the board but then as you know you get older you hurt your foot you get a little limp or your shoulder compensates you're just not you're not 100 percent symmetrical so they measure you with lasers um forward plane back the sagittal plane like 360 around you forward back side to side like in space and then they put your numbers in this machine in the computer and it 
prints out what routines to do. It's kind of like self-chiropractic kind of, but it's state-of-the-art stuff. And I've probably had today the worst score I've ever had, you know. He's like, oh, your knee hurts? Oh, well, your hip's up, your shoulder's down, your 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 your, your right knee's out, so it's compensating. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's 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 facts behind this stuff. And I'm blessed enough to have access to this kind of thing. Um, that I mean, recovery is everything. It, I mean, I go to the chiropractor once a week, body work once a week, symmetry and float once a week. I do cryotherapy. I do PEMF. I do do it all. Cold. I do. Yeah, you have to. I stretch. I do yoga. I do. I do all kinds of stuff. You know, you got to be well versed, and it it keeps you sharp. Yeah. In the ears. That's awesome. That's great to hear, actually. Um, well, it seems like over the years, you've actually, you know, you're listening to your body. You've become more mature on decisions. So when you th- like when you think about your whole breadth of work, and when you reflect on your whole career, what do you think you've learned the most about yourself? I would say to be you. Be you. I figured... I got to be the F out of me. <laughs> be that, be the F out of yourself. It's like everyone's trying to be someone else or everyone's, they're trying to be like this or be like that. They're not themselves. They're, they're, they're trying to, be, you know, say what they think you'll like to hear. And I don't give a shit. Like I'm so blunt, man, but it's not in a bad way. I mean, some people might take a bad book. Yeah, it's authentic, and they can feel it, so they don't really get too mad. They don't say too much about it. But it's just how I am. You you have to be yourself. Because even before I got signed, I was thinking, you know, do I not talk about politics? Do I not talk about religion? I, I was really even keeled about everything. I didn't want to piss anyone off. I didn't want to offend anyone. Now I don't give a shit. If you're offended, I mean, I don't do offensive stuff. But if you're offended, then go somewhere else. You know, I feel like you have to be you. Same with fighters, same with everyone. And in, in, in everyone has something to do. Everyone has gifts. Everyone has, some people like to write. Some people like to, you know, serve people. Some people like to do whatever. Right. But you have to do what you love, you know. Do, be you. I, I swear I see less and less people being themselves. And nothing better than being yourself. It, it's it's who it's it's who you're supposed to be. Yeah, it's who God made you to be. You know, be so you. Be it. You know, you, yeah. know you know what's funny is um, it reminds me of a good uh, friend of mine. His name is Donovan Britt. He was my running back in junior college. Incredible athlete. Uh, he actually has one of the largest uh, Krav Maga MMA uh, facilities. Um, in well, I think it's the largest one in Las Vegas. Um, but he he's you guys are cut from the same cloth and it's so funny because he has a lot of people whether if it's in person or on social media people always are like you know why do you say that and why you know and he's like why you listen you you <laughs> you know you've made a choice to listen to me so why why are you listening you don't have to listen to me <laughs> and he's and he's just blunt and he's just authentic and i love him for it but some people have a hard time with him well, I think people that have a hard time with people being themselves are not themselves. That's a good so. point. 
That's a good point. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, you know, it kind of makes him think about that. Well, shit, he's, he's ballsy enough for really not even ballsy. He just knows himself enough that he's comfortable being himself. Yeah. Big t- a lot of people aren't like that. I know. I know. Well, how do my listeners, how do they connect with you? How do they follow you on social media? And and when is your next fight? Okay, let's answer these questions. You can connect with me on online. I do have a website. Um, what's my website? MaxPainGriffin.com. I have that. Um, social media is Max Griffin. That's Facebook. Twitter and Instagram is Max Payne Griffin. Um, you know, shoot me a message. Follow me. I don't know when my next fight is. Um, I, I expect I'll be getting news soon as USADA has been testing me like every two weeks. <laughs> so that's usually a sign that you have a fight coming up. And, um, yeah, we got, a, got you know, got a lot of big things coming. I have my own brand, MPG Premium CBD, coming out soon. The gummies, I'm coming out with those, my own stuff. So stay tuned for those. And, uh, yeah, we just got a lot of projects, a couple movies coming next year that I'm going to be in. So uh, I'm just trying to, trying to take this life by storm and, you know, leave no stone unturned, man. Beautiful play a big game right you have to yeah well, might as well yeah might as well right we're only for a short time so let's let's make the best of it yes sir cool well max man thank you for everything thanks for sharing your mindset and your journey and um to me it was exciting i know that my listeners are going to enjoy it but uh thank you for your energy and i wish you all the luck man thank you man we'll connect soon for sure We'll talk about that stuff. Yeah. And uh, I appreciate you, man. You know, you're good. Awesome, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, man.